Hello, this is Sasha. And this is Steven. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where we invite our guests to come on and champion an aspect of popular culture that they feel is underrated or underappreciated. Joining us today, he is a comedian, he is a writer, he is a father, he is one of my oldest comedy collaborators. We met in a UCB 101 class, though we did not meet during the first class because I missed that class because I was watching an episode of Cougar Town. What? Uh, <laughs> he is my dear friend, Andrew Shannon Jr. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Senior, but it's okay. The junior's <laughs> in the room, uh, but yeah. Great. Uh, Andrew Senior. Yes. Please tell us, what are you here to talk about? I'm here to talk about the greatest superhero ever created. Not Spider-Man, not Iron Man, but Cyclops. Wait, you said the greatest superhero? Yes, greatest superhero. Because I thought when you pitched the topic for the podcast that you just liked him best out of all the X-Men characters, but you were saying best superhero, period. Uh, Well, X-Men is my favorite comic, and he's my favorite member of the X-Men, so it's kind of... Yeah, by the process of of, that. uh, What just happened? You just (laughs) witnessed what happened right there. Yeah. That's where we arrived. So for Sasha now, this is become an even more drastic opinion yeah right? that's a big umbrella right there wow because you yeah you just took what was a smaller world all x-men characters and you've now expanded it to all superheroes uh and of course marvel universe is all interconnected but yeah. x-men always felt like it like it was a little bit more isolated right the rest yes. of marvel would yes you say that yeah because they sold the rights to start now uh now they're getting them back but yeah it was a Fox property. True, yeah. Part of the, in like movie form, definitely they're their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the comics, they're kind of their own world because they are this kind of isolated uh, group. They are hated uh, because they are different. And so the X-Men have become kind of an allegory for every kind of social issue in the last 50 years. Yeah. You know, they're, uh, I think they're in, I don't know a lot about New York. They're in Westchester. Mm-hmm. That's where they're located. All, everybody else is in like Manhattan. It's, it's uh, uptown, uh, uh, not uptown. It's upstate New York. Ah. But not, like, How far should, outside the city? Not too far. Say. Like you take a train, and I think less than an hour you're there, from what I remember from wow. living there. Yeah. Now normally you take a train, although of course if you're an X Man, you'd take their jet. Yes. The Blackbird. Yes, Blackbird. Drew, why is now look? We're living in 2019. Superheroes are. We're living in 2020. Let's be clear. <laughs> yes, Great exactly. Point, Thank you. It's 2020, and I'm going to be writing 2019 on all my checks for the next few months. Wow, you still use checks? I write a lot of checks. Wow, okay. it's kind of dangerous. They get intercepted <laughs> a lot. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because I just hand them to anybody. Mm. Uh, put as many zeros as you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put, they're blank. Yeah, title to cash, cash only. <laughs> Drew, it's 2020. Why? superheroes are the most important thing in pop culture. Marvel movies make millions, billions of dollars. Why would we be talking about a superhero like Cyclops? Why is he an appropriate topic for this episode? Uh, Because he's undervalued and a lot of people hate him. When you say X-Men, the first thing you think of is Wolverine. Absolutely. Then you think of like Professor X, Magneto, even Jean Grey. Yeah. But Cyclops is an afterthought. Uh, so... 
that you know that's the thing that's really uh, interesting to me. He was the first X Men recruited. I'm not sure if you know. Uh, he was Professor X's right hand man. So you know he got, he's kind he of a big deal. He helped build right, yeah. the school. Yes, he helped recruit. Yeah, he was like their number one draft pick, and then he just helped get an awesome signing class. Interesting, but he does kind of have this reputation of being like a boring guy. That's because he's been misrepresented for so long. So yeah, I can tell that you are a big uh, comic book fan. Am I right? A little bit, up until the 90s. Okay. Yeah, and then I do a lot of Wikipedia to keep up. (laughs) Okay, so up until you were, like, what, 10 years old? Yeah. 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 But it stayed with you. Like, it's part of you. It's part of what made you you, right? Yeah, I would say so, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I am not, and it never was, and uh, I um, kind of was interested in coming into this podcast with almost no opinion okay. except because um, I didn't watch any X-Men movies. Okay. okay. And I was instead um, asking interesting people that I will talk about, like what they think about uh, why maybe most people think that um, Cyclops is the lamest of X-Men, if not all <laughs> Is that how you presented the question? Yeah, I was to them? like, "Is he a lame superhero?" I literally asked yeah. Joss Whedon last wow. night. Wow! Whoa! That's a big bomb that I was gonna drop, and here I am. Um, oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler exactly. alert! Yeah. So last night I went to Joss Whedon caroling uh, holiday party at his house. Uh-huh. Uh huh. To just like maybe forty people. Okay. Lots of familiar faces. Joss, I didn't know, but Joss has written. A bunch on X Men. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it, Astonishing X Men? Astonishing, oh, no. yeah. Astonishing, Astonishing yeah. X Men, right? And uh, uh, on the way out, I was like, Joss, can I ask you a question? Because I'm hearing, I am recording a podcast tomorrow <laughs> about uh, Cyclops, and I, the guest yeah. wants to defend him as not the lamest superhero. Because you, you got to go like, yeah. you got to present the person with a thesis like that, right off, like a sure. like strong thesis, right? And I was like, what would you say? Is he considered to be the lamest of superheroes or X-Men? Is he, or, or like, what, what is your opinion on that? And he said he's his favorite X-Men. Wow. And um, he said that his biggest, he said 14, but I think it's uh, issue 18, uh-huh. Astonishing X-Men. Uh, uh, comic was um, deconstruction, basically. Yeah. Of, I don't know if you read it, but it's deconstruction of Cyclops and his psyche. And I was like, so why do people not like him? And he said that's because they compare him to Magneto. Yeah. And of course, when compared to Magneto, he is more boring because he's always like, um, he put it, he's the adult in the room. Yeah. And so that's boring to people that he's adult in the room. Or like my other friend put later, he said, yes, he's the goody goody. Yes. Yeah, like he's yes. like as opposed to Magneto, the tortured soul, and they're after the same woman, Jane Grey. Jean Grey. Now, do you mean Wolverine? Is it Wolverine? Yeah, Wolverine, but also. But Josh said comparing to Magneto. Later in the comic books, yeah. he starts to side with Magneto. I had to do some research, True. and it made me even love him even more. I was just, the, what you were saying about how they compete for Jean Grey, mm-hmm. that's more of a Cyclops Wolverine thing. Okay, so maybe he brought that up, but the, but Joss's main thing was compared to Magneto, he is like not interesting to people, but he's like, to me, he's the most interesting because 
he's the adult in the room and like he like he's like you can like read in how i deconstruct his whole personality yeah in that comic and and then he said which i thought was the best point that just made he was like the reason people the main reason people don't like him is because he always wears the visor mm -hmm. and so you cannot see the humanity in his eyes yes hmm. yes and so like when if like kids can find that's fine like kind of cool like he takes off the visor and like immediately he has those rays shooting out of his eyes like as like as a kind of growing and more mature comic um you know enthusiast uh -huh. you start like less identifying with this character because it's hmm. not just like a trick yeah but it's like well you can't even see this guy he's just telling everybody like to stay back and like yeah. you know to, to not do anything crazy um so i thought that was kind of cool and then i went home and I read not just as uh, issue about uh, Cyclops, but a, f a big fan's recollection of that, like uh -huh. the, like the fan's impression of Justice hmm. uh, writing, and that was interesting. And uh, it was pretty much more of the same, like but like a uh, deeper installment of that. But basically, what Joss told me in like a few minutes. That's hmm. really cool. Can I just say that uh, just the name drop alone got me mm -hmm. kind of giddy? That's, yeah. That'd be the equivalent. I was hoping, I was looking for it because I could have told you in advance that that's yeah. what happened. We, we went there and I was talking to my boyfriend in the car. I was like, I got to like get an angle on Cyclops because I like from what I've been reading and like researching, I can't get a good like feel of him. Yeah. I really can't. He's like, let's just ask Joss. And then, of course, it was like no right time to ask Joss because yeah. he was singing carol, carols. Mm -hmm. carols. But then on the way out, we had a little moment. So that was nice. Yeah, I knew Sasha was going to this party, but it didn't even cross my mind that she would ask a man who famously wrote the X-Men comic what he thought. Yeah. And now that is high-quality reporting. Yeah, that, that blows my mind. It, and it's cool because, um, it, of course, like you, I think you said it already, Drew, uh, Andrew, that first um you know came cyclops and then later came Mag magneto right like he was written later in like a later comic book uh like well he, uh cyclops is the first uh i'm not sure in x-men one but i know he's on the front page so he's he, you meet him first and then uh later uh on the comic book they face magneto mm -hmm. uh but magneto has always been um essentially and I'm going to change the equation, but essentially he's Malcolm X and Charles Xavier is Martin Luther King. That's huh? the that's the overall theme. Now I'm seeing more and more that Magneto is Elijah Muhammad, mm -hmm. who is the uh, he was like the mentor for uh, Malcolm X and Cyclops is actually now. Malcolm X. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So he's become more liked over the years? No, he has changed his personality completely. He used to follow uh, Professor X's uh, idea of that, you know, humans and mutants need to coexist. And and uh, he was very, he, he held a very high regard for that idea. And he pushed it and pushed it and pushed it and saw what happened. And then he did a, a, a 360 almost, and uh, or 180, I should say, and uh, completely changed. And that's, you know, kind of what made me even like him more. Drew, Andrew, when, how did you first get into the X-Men? Walk us through your X-Men story. Uh, let me see. X-Men, I remember 1992 Fox animated series. I believe I saw that first. It was either that or I had a video 
of the 1980s one shot uh, uh, VHS of Enter Magneto and that Kitty Pride. It was supposed to be picked mm-hmm. up, but it didn't. It ended up being a pilot, and Cyclops was in that. And then I remember as a kid going to like arcades, and the X Men video game would be there, and mm-hmm. Cyclops would be like a playable character, like the the big maybe six player, eight player video game console that you can play. And then from there, I got comic books mm-hmm. of the X Men, but I didn't read them. I just looked at the pictures. So you immediately connected with Cyclops. Was he the first X-Men in this big, expansive group? Because especially by the 90s, the X-Men, there were dozens of them. Yeah, he comes off as the leader. So I think uh, naturally you want to always go for the leader, mm-hmm. uh, at least for I did. And so it was after I selected him, I basically found out that I, I, I picked the wrong X-Men. You know, and you mean from society's perspective? Yes, from mm. friends' perspective. They so you were would all, mention it to your friends, and they'd be like, "What? He's yeah. not the coolest one." And I would, I would just, I wouldn't say anything, and then they would say Wolverine, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, but Cyclops." <laughs> he was always like the uh, underrated draft pick. Yeah, it's so, kind of like choosing Leonardo as your favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah, and you, everybody goes with. Michelangelo. I'm personally a Raphael guy because I'm cool but rude. But so, but why? Why do you think? Like, is it because he's the leader? I mean, that can't be enough, right? Like, there's something in his Uh, stand, um, or is it in his superpower that you got to try? Yeah, I I like I like the laser beams out of the eyes. His laser beams are the first thing you see. You see him in these red sunglasses. You see his optic beams, and that's the thing that kind of draws you to him. But yeah. to say that the reason why I selected Cyclops, I had this, into, it's just like, what's your favorite color? I was just drawn to him mm-hmm. immediately. Especially when you're that young. Probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some subliminally happening that you're not aware of. Yeah. And I, I also think, uh, so in the first episode of the X-Men, uh, I went back and I watched it. Mm. And so the first thing that you see as a kid, you, you meet this mutant and then all these other mutants on the team try to help her. But Cyclops is the one who ultimately gets down the big giant sentinel, the the big robot. And so maybe subliminally as a kid, the first time you get introduced to this, you're like, oh, wow, this dude is like can handle his business. I'm going to go with him, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Now, that's interesting. I also rewatched that first episode of the cartoon. Uh, and, yeah, you describe it very well. You meet Jubilee, who's kind of the um, – viewer insert character she's she's uh new to this world and then you meet storm who's this uh like african uh badass who builds a costume out of lightning and rogue who's a like a southern belle who rips an escalator out of the ground and then of course you meet gambit yeah me too uh the sexiest x-man uh he loves to fuck and uh, also he throws playing cards. And then you meet Cyclops. And he's like, I think he literally says, hello, I'm Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, and can I just say for 90s TV, that was kind of risky. You know what I mean? Him saying, hello, I'm Cyclops? No, I'm talking about Gambit. Oh, yeah. Oh, like Gambit boy, is Drew. in there like flirting with She's like, you want to check out anything else? He's like, oh, I got my own something. The thing, what he says is... He's buying playing cards because part of his power is he energizes cards and he throws them and they explode. 
and he's talking to a woman at the card store and he says uh you know usually i like to play solitaire but i like to play card games for two he's talking about jerking off in this kid's cartoon yeah uh and that's why he's my favorite x-man but that's not what we're here to talk about uh I also watched, as preparation, uh, the first episodes of the other two X-Men cartoons that are on Disney Plus right now. Okay. Uh, X-Men Evolution from the early 2000s. I remember that. And Wolverine and the X-Men from the late 2000s. Okay. And uh, Cyclops is in all three. Yeah. And I gotta say, the depiction pretty consistent across all three, which is to say, uh, boring uh, white guy, bland white guy. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they do that because of the media. Like you, like you have to have like a, a, a archetype, like a typecast that you're going for that people can relate. You know, right off the bat. I'm not sure if that's why they always uh, uh, characterize them as that, like portray them as that, or is it because you know that's what the producers and the writers see him as? You know what I mean? Yeah, that is. It's tr- because Cyclops has existed across all these different mediums over the last 50 or or more years it is interesting to think about how they choose to depict him in these because yeah the common thread across the cartoons and the movies and the 90s comics like his character development consists of two things uh angst about his relationship with gene gray and angst about the fact that he can't take his sunglasses off which, compared to some of the other X-Men, always felt like small potatoes to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think... Okay, so if the X-Men are essentially minorities, like black people. I think that's what they were supposed to be originally in the in the comic books. They're black people, right? So essentially, a Cyclops is like a mulatto. Somebody who can fit into <laughs> the white world and nobody knows he's black because he can hide it with the shades. Nobody knows he's a mutant. Everybody else... Like, you can kind of tell they're mutants, but with Cyclops, it's like, oh, like, he's a normal guy, just always wears shades, whereas I think he knows his true identity, and that's why he's always having an issue, and is always, like, angsty, because he knows that, you know, I am a mutant, and I am feared for this reason, but I can walk out and pass, you know? Hmm. So I, I also think that had uh, to play I'm with just it. curious, this is very uh, lay woman's question, but, like, uh, knowing that Magneto had his story, right, had to mm-hmm. do with Holocaust, right, or like concentration yeah. camp, surviving yes. that. Can the metaphor stand for both black people and Jewish people as well? Yes, I, I, I think so. You know, uh, it was the 60s, so it was a civil rights movement. But yes, I think it was basically any uh, minority group who was feared and that they didn't know, you know, about. So mm-hmm. yeah, that you know, it tied in with uh magneto and the jews it tied in it tied into a storm and gypsies and then in uh, giant x-men one uh because the comic book sales were better internationally than abroad because x-men was actually going to get canned because the numbers weren't doing well they came up with an all-new team and they made international superheroes specifically so you had somebody from japan someone from russia someone from germany so it could sell globally as a better comic yeah totally do you only like Marvel? Or are you do you not like DC or? Uh, so I I like DC. How can I put? This? I like Batman. I like Superman. I think other than that, from my personal opinion, they have a hard time with other comic books. I think, uh, and that's why I was always drawn to Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. So no Aquaman for you. No, no Aquaman. I really don't do. <laughs> 
I really don't do uh, fishes or anything like that. I don't swim either. So, <laughs> yeah. So part of the research that I was doing was I was going to go on Marvel Unlimited, which is their app. You pay, uh, you know, like a subscription fee and you have access to 70 years worth of comics. Mm-hmm. You uh, have that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and they. How much does it cost? That's a good question. I usually pay like the full year up front so that I don't have to. 100 bucks? I I don't think it's that much, mm-hmm. but it might just be. Just curious. It might be. I'm, you know, I'm bad with money, so like I'll just spend it and forget about it uh, until the tax collector comes. Andrew can't do it because he's a dad. <laughs> <laughs> well. That would not work as a parent. No, there's a lot. They're like, you have Disney Plus? I'm like, no, I have nothing. Uh-huh. I have nothing. Yeah. It just popped up. Yeah. You Drew walked wait. here. He doesn't even have a car. I don't. Uh, walked here from Torrance. <laughs> exactly. So I, a thing that they do is, you know, like every month or every couple weeks, they'll do a character spotlight where they'll pick a character from the history of Marvel Comics and they'll recommend, here are some comics about this person that you should read. And I was like, well, they definitely mm-hmm. have done Cyclops, right? They haven't. <gasps> uh, they have never done Cyclops in the five or so years that this service has existed. Uh, so I wanted to read a list of the X-Men and the X-Men adjacent characters that they do have. Okay. Despite not having Cyclops. Can I just say, if I had that service, I would boycott it after that? After you telling me that? <laughs> you, you should write them a strongly worded email. I am. Okay, so here are X-Men and X-Men related characters that they've done the spotlight on. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. These are Magneto's kids, Sasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossus, who is a Russian metal man. Apocalypse, who was played very poorly by Oscar Isaac in a movie. Mr. Sinister, who is a big creep. Gambit, who, as I mentioned before, is the best comic book character ever invented. Uh, X-23, who's just a clone of Wolverine. Uh, Cable, Cyclops's son from the future. He got a spotlight. Crazy. Jean Grey, who is, of course, Cyclops's dead wife. Yeah. Uh, Legion, Professor X's son. Professor X's son got a spotlight. Uh, the little X? The yeah. little X? <laughs> little X. Yeah. Little X. Yeah. X Jr. Uh, <laughs> Not to be called <laughs> X Senior. <laughs> right. <laughs> Caliban from Steve, The Tempest. I, Steve, I'm going to have to stop you, man. I, that I'm, is, this is all upsetting that's, for that's Andrew. That's very upset. Like, <laughs> I'm not even done. Blink. She's pink. That's all I know about her. But okay. Cyclops, no dice. That's be. Okay. I'll, Even I'll, Marvel Comics, Drew, is disrespecting Cyclops. They don't, and I know it's going to sound crazy, they don't know the character. Well, how do you know the character that they don't know? What's, how do let's you know the dig character? Dig deeper. How do you know the character better than the people who publish the comics? Well, like, what, what do you see in him, I guess, is the question. Okay, so what I see is, okay, so let me backtrack a little bit. So... In the movies, right? How he's played. Sure. He's always by been, James Marsden. Yeah, he's always been cast wrong. Okay. Okay. He should be played by somebody like a Will Smith or like mm. um or like a John Cena or like a Chris Evans. One of those like Captain America s like a stoic, always going to be you know company. There's guy. definitely a Captain America vibe going yes, on. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the so, best version of uh, yeah. Cyclops. You don't think that James Marsden has that? kind of vibe no interesting no not at all why uh, why do you think that is what is it about james marsden that uh 
is not. It, it, what, what is your impression of James Marsden? He comes off as kind of snarky. Interesting. Yeah, Cyclops wouldn't be snarky because he's he's too. Uh, he doesn't let stuff get to him. Hmm. It, like he it rolls off his back, and so uh, you look at like the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, uh, Captain America. Is just gun ho like, hey, we have to do this mm-hmm. for Shield, uh, and that's similar to how Cyclops would uh, attempt a mission. You know, like, uh, hey, I really, I know I could beat up Wolverine, I can't because you know that's not the benefit of the team. Oh, I know I can, but I won't. That yes, kind of mm-hmm. yes. He's almost yeah. like a, a quarter. He's the quarterback, basically. And Cyclops so, is is a quarterback. That's fair, and maybe Wolverine is like a star running back. I would say he's a diva wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, Beast? Beast? He's a lineman. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. How about Gambit? Gambit? Yeah. Oh, he's a fiery offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, he's a coach? Yeah, he's a coach. <laughs> I wouldn't let him on the field. Okay, so then this ideal version of Cyclops that you have in your head, how does that contrast with James Marston? I guess you mentioned that he's snarky in that movie. He does kind of... He he takes a lot of shit from Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, uh, and and you think he kind of responds in kind, maybe. He doesn't embody a character. It's almost like a George Clooney as Batman or Val Kilmer as Batman. Great actor. I'm, there's nothing against the actor. Kind of bad casting. You mm. know what I mean? He's not getting to the essence of the character. Yes. As you see it. Yes. He's okay. getting to the essence of like the animated series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I would say for like Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman, you know, Wolverine is like this famously short, kind of beefy, dense little yeah. guy. And Hugh Jackman is tall, but he has the vibe that you want Wolverine to have. Yes. Whereas... You know, I don't know if I've mentioned, but my favorite X-Men is Gambit. Uh, in the movies, he's played by Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights. And he has the look. And it seems like he would have the vibe, but he just doesn't. And yeah. it doesn't work. Essence is everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now, Drew, what do you think of Ty Sheridan, who's the younger actor who plays Cyclops in this the like most recent crop of x-men films yeah i i had no i had no beef with with him i think that you, you think know that's for a younger like... cyclops yeah mm-hmm. that was perfectly fine interesting i think that one thing people say about cyclops is that he's whiny mm-hmm. like I, one I of think his I said judgments that. yeah you said that and that makes me remember that that's what you know the crit- yeah. critics of cyclops yeah i think it comes off as whiny because he's always preaching the uh goal the adult the, in the room like yeah, Josh said yeah mm-hmm. like hey like come on guys come on like we're if it would be between basically uh saving an x-men and completing a mission he would go with completing a mission this was before he did the complete uh 180 but he would go with completing the mission because that's what needs to be done sometimes people would complain and then he, he would just the way he conveyed his thoughts would be Hey, the overall mission is the is the good of the team, and so that can come off as whiny when like, come on, bro, you like sound like a broken record. Why do you keep saying the same thing over and over again? And that can kinda come cold. off as whiny. Kind of cold too. Yes, uh, uh, disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, I think with Wolverine, they always see him as disconnected, but he's always helping other X-Men. He's always going out to try to save people. Where uh, Cyclops in the past, he would be more of a, you know, you know, mission comes first over everything. That's true. Wolverine's Wolverine's gruff exterior is kind of uh, a front. Yeah, it's a front. Yeah. To hide his soft heart. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in the in the animated series where he goes out and tries to find Jubilee, uh, even though she attacked him. Right. Well, and of course, we all remember from the first two episodes of the animated series when Wolverine's best friend Morph dies. Yeah. And he slices the roof off of a car and cries, Morph! That was, oh my goodness, I got chills right there. <laughs> so we're gonna move into the ratings, Drew. Is there is do you have last thoughts that you want to try and use to maybe sway me or Sasha before we get into the real nitty gritty here? Okay, last thoughts. Okay, imagine a character who has always stood up for an idea. And then he realizes that the idea isn't is is a false idea, right? Mm. So uh, imagine a soldier who, and I guess that ties back into Captain America, a soldier who the country is everything, and then he realizes, oh, the country's done a lot of messed up things. I can still love my country and not stand for this idea where I'm putting country first. So. And the later episodes, he has evolved into that and even taken on the principles of Magneto, mm -hmm. where mutants are everything, you know, and humans come second. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was, we have to protect these humans to show them that mutants are good people. And now he's basically changed and uh, he's actually killed Professor X. I'm not sure if you know that. Wow. Now yeah. that's a big, spoiler alert. big yeah. uh, after the matter spoiler alert yeah. for our audience. I'm trying to sway you guys. I'm swinging for the fences. <laughs> You're pulling out the big guns, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move into the ratings then. I, I can go first. I don't know if I've mentioned it yet on the podcast, but <laughs> my favorite X-Man is Gambit. Okay. Uh, A.K.A. Remy LeBeau. Um, so, you know, if I were going to make a 10-point scale... And I was thinking, well, what character from a comic or even like an X-Men comic would I put at number 10, number 10, out of 10, uh -huh. it would be Gambit. Nice. Uh, because he's so cool. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what a great explanation. <laughs> I feel like uh, public opinion also, by the way, has turned on Gambit in the last... 20 years since I was watching this. He's cartoon. the Harvey Weinstein of comic book <laughs> Well, characters. I don't know if I'd go that far. But I do think a lot of people it's now would, would probably say Gambit was always stupid. <laughs> and uh, he was never cool. I, I stand by my position that uh -huh. Gambit is cool. Yeah. Um, and aspirational. I try to live my life the way that Gambit would. Be careful out there in the streets, man. <laughs> Uh, so if Gambit were 10, well, one thing that really came to me while I was doing research for this episode was that I put far too much thought into media that, uh, is essentially made for children. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and in doing all of that, uh, unnecessary thought, I, uh, I, I came to a conclusion about Cyclops, but I gotta say, Drew, you have mounted a pretty good defense 
of him. You haven't turned me around all the way. Okay. Because I, I do – part of your defense is uh, the way that people have chosen to depict him. But the character is his depiction. True. Right? He, You can't fully remove him from the way he's depicted because that's part of who he is. Um, but you've given me a lot to think about. And I'm going to put Cyclops, a.k.a. Scott Summers, a.k.a. Slim. Slim. I'm going to put him at a six, which I say in a positive way. Yeah. But Drew still uh, closed his eyes like I had personally harmed him. Well, the him. rays were going to come out. Yeah, the, yeah I, had to, <laughs> I had to control my power. Sasha, how about you? Uh, since I am not a fan of comic books, mm-hmm. the only really movie, two movies that I enjoyed, and I'd never read comic books, but the only two movies that I enjoyed – about and I've seen very few, but the ones that I cared about enough were the original Watchmen, like the not the TV show that's happening right now is interesting, but I'm talking about the movie, right? Mm. And um, I liked Thor. Um, the the original Thor movie or, or you, the one on Netflix? Which one is that? The the Taika Waititi one. The Taika Waititi yeah. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, I really liked the movies. Did I really feel? affinity to one of the characters i i don't know i'm the wrong person for this <laughs> like i thought i guess thor is like a six okay uh there's no 10 um <laughs> dr manhattan is weird and like is a cool concept mm-hmm. so he might go up to like eight just because he's such a strange thing sure yeah, yeah. like that's just like i don't know like goosebumps like weird shit um and I, I guess in this discussion, what was interesting to me is that how you spoke about sort of um, Cyclops's sense of honor. Yeah. You know, honor is kind of hard to come by in general, like in life, you know, and we're talking yeah. about a character, but the sense of like responsibility and like he seems like the kind of character that gave his word to serve a certain purpose and he committed to it, even though... Nothing else was like, you know, binding. For him. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, he was like, he knew he probably wasn't popular, I assume, this dude, right? Like, yeah. among his friends and this lady, like, you know, I don't know, she was not his wife, right? Jean? Yeah. Oh, they're on again, off again, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's, I think there's something about, super, like, it's very pure, right? Superhero. I think yeah. it's interesting about him is that he's not skewed and, like, to be weird or he's very pure in the sense of what a superhero is because he chooses mission and his, you know, commitment to like the captain, whatever the captain is of the mission more than to his own safety or even safety of his friends. So I I think in that sense, it's a very classic superhero. And so I I give him a six as well. That's amazing. You put him up there with Thor. I will take that. Thank you for your six. Yeah, that's that's really good, especially when you consider the maximum at this point is an eight. Yeah. Uh. The, and as you were saying that, uh, I thought of something. I think uh, he has like an older brother syndrome where like I have to protect all my siblings. And I think that's also why he was always like he was the first recruit for Charles Xavier. So it's like oh, I have to, you know, honor my father and I mm. have to protect. You know, What's our name somewhere I like. Or yeah, there's certain purity yeah. in that purity in that attitude. Yeah, that's interesting, Sasha. I wonder then how you would react to the to his developments in like the last ten years, where he does kind of reject his father figure, and 
move in a more militant direction i wonder if if like that would then turn you i don't know i mean it's very hamlet like to be like step away and like you know like turn away against the one that you loved so much or i don't know yeah i don't know i probably would be on board with the story development but at the core it seems like so that seems like disillusioned characters yeah you know uh actions but like at the core it seems like he was very idealistic and committed to you know following up yeah andrew what about you let's see huh i said he was the greatest superhero of all time you did, i said yeah. that to start the episode you if we that. changed your mind that's okay yeah i honestly think i'm gonna drop him down a peg wow to nine point five. Oh. oh okay yeah nice is there and, <laughs> is there anyone in your mind who's who's still at that 10 uh no Okay. No, I, I yeah. He's I just, still the top. Yeah, he's still the top. It's just that the top has come down slightly. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. And uh, do you have any other, like, who, which superhero do you cannot stand? Oh yeah. Is there an X Men? I that feel you like hate? I want I want to put somebody on that scale as well. That I cannot stand. Yeah. Who would be a one? Oh my goodness, there are so many. <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah, we uh, already mentioned poor Aquaman. Uh, yeah. I would even say Namor. I would say Flash. I would say... Wow, the Flash? Yeah, Quicksilver. Uh, <laughs> all anything. the water guys and all the fast guys. It's sure. like, yeah, uh, we got Watch Michael Boys. Phelps. In. You'll know yeah. why. They explain why the fast ones. Are yeah, the, the fast... It's like, uh, yeah. we have Michael Phelps, we have Usain Bolt. That's not interesting <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, even like a Colossus, it doesn't... Hmm. Yeah. What about a Swamp Thing? I like Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of like stuff going on upstairs. His cuz his whole existence is like a a psychological conundrum for him. I remember growing up, like if there's like a group of characters like an ensemble of any sort, I could never identify with like the star cuz you know, like we said he he might be the quarterback, right? The cyclops. That's fair. So, like, I could never personally identify with, like, the star, like, with the quarterback of any type of fictionalized uh, team because I just never felt like that in the group of my Mm. peers. I always felt like the weird one would be, like, the interesting one, like, the one that's, like, kind of doing things on their own. Yeah. So I wonder what that would be. If I could recommend a character for you to check out. Mm. Uh, Gambit is his name. Sounds like a Harvey Weinstein of superheroes. Now, well, we should, I, I don't like that. (laughs) <laughs> neither does harvey yeah no, I, i'm pretty sure harvey weinstein doesn't like to be compared to harvey weinstein but <laughs> he made his choices i have one more question before we leave we're, we're gonna run out of time soon but drew if you could have any power what would it be and why okay i was asked this question before <laughs> it's kind of a a weird power i would want to be able to do anything but only <laughs> only for like a like a, a specific time period, like a minute tops, kind of like on Stranger Things, you know, when the girl starts bleeding her nose, like I could freeze time, but only for a minute, and then I could never have that power again. Oh, now that's an interesting twist on it. You could do anything once. That's pretty cool. Yes. For me, it would be I often fantasized of like being able to fly as a kid. Mm, like yeah. flying was always a thing. Even though I always was worried how cold it is up there when you get higher. Yeah. So I don't know. But then I also fantasized a lot about freezing time mm. and then going and kicking people in the balls. <laughs> like, like bad people. Like finding bad people 
that have offended others or me or like are Gambit. bad in the you world. Would freeze time and kick Gambit in the balls. And I would yeah. find Harvey Weinstein. The and three like, assholes of the world, Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump, and Gambit. Yeah. yeah and kick him in the balls. Uh, because, you know, time is frozen and then he comes to and his balls are like all beaten up. How do you think that would feel as the receiver of that ball kick? Because it would be like... You just get the, uh, the the like the sort of the second wave of pain. You don't right. get probably, it just, and it yeah, happens like impact. immediately. You don't have like the you don't see it coming. It's just like all of a sudden you're like Jesus. Yeah, because you just you just stand there like you're like eating your bagel right or like yeah. a sandwich, and you like all of a sudden it's like, Ugh! and you start throwing up. Terrible. It's that's terrible. Good. So that's yeah. I would take that. What about you, Stephen? I would pick invisibility because I'm a pervert. That's so uh, super creepy. Yeah. No, no, I. Uh, I would like to rewind time, but not like a lot. Like just on in like, like four years or something like that? Like five minutes? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if, if you could rewind time to at any amount of time, you would always be starting over. You'd never make any progress. So that's, that would be maybe too much power for me. But yeah, like five minutes, three minutes, just enough to like, you know, maybe this says a lot about my... Uh, fears you know my inabilities to make decisions that if i had a power that could let me immediately retract the decision that i made Mm. oh boy i need to text my therapist that that would be interesting i feel like you would always be second guessing yourself and you wouldn't be able to go anywhere you think even at such a short time scale i would still be too frozen i don't think you'd be saving toast from getting burnt i think you'd be you know what I mean? I'd be like testing out every possible response to a question. Yeah. Hmm. And I think I think you would get in your head too much. Well, I'm already there, my guy. <laughs> think about how good I'd be at improv, though. Right? Oh, like, you kill every Herald audition. Oh, my God. It, and I would just steal other people's moves. You know? <sighs> like, oh, that guy walked out and said oh, that funny thing. Funny. <laughs> you would be the Carlos Mencia of improv? Absolutely. Oh, that's pretty great. Uh, all right. True. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. All the Thank way you. all the way to the studio walking, today. Walking yeah. all the way. Walking uh. with a baby stroller all the way up here. Stephen, was there anything that caught your attention this week that you wanted to tell our listeners to shut up and love about? Yeah, so we're talking about comics, specifically Marvel comics today, and I wanted to uh, tell people to check out a, a different podcast. A podcast that is specifically about Marvel comics. It's called My Marvelous Year, uh, and the hosts kind of go th- go through year by year of Marvel, starting from when, essentially, when the Fantastic Four first debuted in 1961, and read the most essential issues from each year, kind of working their way through Marvel history. Uh, and it's a fun way to. First, it's always fun for me to hear other people's opinions about media that I like, and it's a great excuse to be reading through all those old comics that I might not otherwise have read. So check out My Marvelous Year on your podcast service of choice after you listen to us. Sasha, how about you? Since we have a baby <laughs> in the room, I um, uh, well, I will mention a, a TV show for kids that I think is outstanding. It's an animated TV show called Steven Universe. I don't know. Mm. This might be too, you know, starting for like a six-year-old. Like, I don't know if you really can watch it when you're like super young because there's a lot of like dark stuff is going on. But I'm. it's an amazing show created by Rebecca Sugar 
and it uh, has wrapped uh, five seasons it's a lot of a lot of 11 minute episodes and it's about a kid who is half human half gem which is an alien form um that uh normally resides in a woman's body so he has three friends who are gems but they also have taken uh, a female form and he's raised by these three women and uh his uh, mother has passed away giving birth to him and uh, he, uh the gem that he has inside his belly button is like sort of the remains of her so it's about him discovering his powers and using them for the good of the world and it's it's a really cool cool universe they built and uh it it's you know it's a it's a very progressive show because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of like themes that probably weren't explored before in kids shows they talk about you know uh queer relationships and the uh character of steven is um his his actions are very what would traditionally be girls like a female heroes mm -hmm. uh, like attributes like he's very compassionate and uh he always cares about others but it's it's a very fascinating show and i had to do it for research and i have to watch a lot of episodes for research and i was fascinated i was like i couldn't i i, I was amazed at how creative and interesting that show is like one example is like he tries his powers and he turns one of his fingers into a cat like the end of the, his finger is now uh -huh. a cat and then like his power is so strong he has no control over it so like his whole body is covered in screaming cats and he has to like get rid of it and his dad he's like a strange dad helps him uh because the cats are afraid of water so he goes through uh, a car wash but but it's just like this little stories for like an 11 minute kid you know entertainment genre are like fascinating highly that sounds yeah. so dope and then every once in a while they hit you with an episode that's like about consent uh, what yeah like they'll find a, a metaphor in this this gem species to kind of present the idea of how things need to be consented to right you can't just do up. something to someone under false pretenses because it's going to make you feel good uh and great music the music on yeah the i mean the really art good. and the art in general is mm -hmm. really great it's 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 been it's been like you know won a ton of awards for emmys and annies and all kinds yeah. of stuff it's it's really cool like if i had a kid yeah. i would definitely have him watch I've this I, I know exactly what it is i've never watched an episode i'm gonna watch it now thank you and they spelled the name steven right with the that's v. right yeah i went as him for halloween one year you did mm -hmm. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Social media presence, anything like that? Uh, my name is Andrew Shannon Senior on Instagram. Yeah, my I know. I, I keep calling him Drew. It, that's but... what friends call me. Only friends can call me Drew. Yeah, you so guys are my friends. Listeners, friend. don't yeah. call him that. Yeah, I will say, what the fuck are you mm -hmm. saying? Don't call me that. You want to see those rays coming out? Yeah, my eyes would get red. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I plug my son's Instagram, Andrew Shannon Junior, Jr. Yeah. yeah. Say <laughs> yours one more time. I think I talked. Senior, Sr. Where can our listeners? see us perform if they want if you're in los angeles and you're looking for something to do on a thursday night well i hope it is the second or fourth thursday because you can come on down to the moving arts theater on hyperion avenue at 9 p.m to see the direct to video awards thank you elizabeth Sillis for artwork also great artwork mm -hmm. thank you andrew hayworth for our theme music Thank you, Carlton Gillespie, for our videos. Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And thank you for, for listening. listening.